Hello everybody and welcome to the Higher Jiu-Jitsu Podcast. Welcome. Yes, yes, yes. I am joined by none other than Mr. Mateos Virga Mason. How you doing, buddy? Yeah, good, mate. Yourself? I'm really good, thank you, Maddie. It's been a great day. Um, we have had recently our second instalment of the Higher Movement uh, training program. And to give everyone a bit of context, Sydney has entered a lockdown. We are now in lockdown once again. It's the second lockdown here in Sydney since, I guess, March of last year. And, Matty, it was an interesting time. Um, and I think in the last, I think hindsight's 2020, and the last lockdown was a very eventful time for me. And I felt like those. Like all of us, I didn't know how to act in the first one. Didn't know what it was. Partly, it was like the the zombie apocalypse. Like the world was coming to an end. There was yep. a very there's a feel like that. And so there was a lot. I guess there was some panic in there. There was some worry about what was going to happen. And you know, um, it is what it is, and it happened. It was what it was. Um, and so now we're faced with a second one. And um, I think I just want to get it started like the the first thing that came to my mind um having just realized that we're in lockdown again is honestly it was just complete gratitude for okay i will face with the reality that will be minimum two weeks off the mats and immediately i thought wow um we're gonna miss out on some beautiful times sure but how beautiful is it that we have a crew just like the our crew who um, every time we come together, we have so much fun and we yeah. learn with one another um, and the vibes are beautiful and we have a crew to get through this together with. Yeah. Um, so I'm just full of gratitude, Maddie, um, for um, everything that is as it is right now. Um, how how yeah. beautiful a, a last class we had on that Friday. That was a beautiful that class. It was a fantastic session. Tell me, man, what do you think? Like, there's some Sometimes... There's some classes that just really hit, and then some classes that there's never a bad class, but there's some classes the energy seems to be different. The energy was kind of on fire on Friday. Maybe it was, I'm sure part of that's personal, like how you're feeling. But then, as you know, as the coach, if you're feeling great, then chances are, or hopefully the the rest of the crew comes with you and follows you on that path of feeling great. And then if you're not feeling so good, then it's a bit harder to roll up everybody else and get them to feel good if you're not the one feeling good first, I guess, or mm-hmm. together with them. Yep. Um, yeah, that that was a beautiful class, right? Um, what did you enjoy about it? It was, just, it was just fun all around. A nice exploration of leg entanglements. Yep. Uh, I, I really want to clarify leg entanglements more than the locks. Mm-hmm. I mean, leg locks are fun, but... Uh, it's almost like would you teach someone an armbar before you've taught them mount or guard probably not right so we looked at the positional play through the legs and uh, and not forgetting about the locks but understanding the positions and moving between them first and i feel like it just hit it made everyone comfortable because mm. all of a sudden you understand okay there's, there's just positions there's just a series of entanglements that people are going to do, and then the locks the locks come after that. Whereas I think if you just show people leg locks, they don't they just get entangled and kind of panic. Mm-hmm. Um, it'd be like if if I just never showed you a, a new person, I came in and I just showed them a whole bunch of arm bars, but never taught them what mount or side control is or guard, and just said, um, "These are arm bars." Yeah, so out of, there's no context to the armbar. Zero right? context. Yeah. So you're, you're more fearful of it too because you don't know where it's coming from. You don't know how it's going to be get done on you. So it's the unknown. And I guess, yeah, for like... Um, leg locks have been a little bit of an unknown for, I guess, people. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me as well. Like I didn't... Um, I, I wasn't... Th- encapsulated by them the first time that I saw them you know um, and it's taken time to kind of start to explore more and more and um, as you said to your point there is mechanics first before there is like breaks let's say so there's mechanics 
of control yeah. and understanding um, how to control an opponent and different means of that and different ways of doing it, I guess. And then from there, there's ways to kind of find the submissions. So, for example, in the closed guard, we'd think about practicing the black hole. Mm-hmm. We'd think about breaking posture, controlling yes. posture with your legs, holding with your hands mm-hmm. to get to the point where your partner um, overexposes themselves and you can go for the armbar. Whereas if they, if you showed an armbar with no context of how to get there, then good luck trying to find that armbar. You know, so same kind of thing. So what we did uh, last Friday was just break down all the positions and give them a name. Give something a name and it helps people understand. It helps them, something does something to your brain. It kind of creates a process, creates a structure. Mm-hmm. And then you can much more easily um, group things together and categorize the entries to this or the entries to that and then finishes or transitions from one position to the next position um, and that becomes a lot more um, sensical as well yeah so yeah um, yeah so basically people were in um, where can't train we've got two at least two weeks off the mats so I thought we'd come together with this body um, and just have a little chat no it's Things to do when jiu-jitsu is not an option. Yes. Okay? And the thought of it was you can write during lockdown is X and then you can replace the words that I just said with something else. So yeah, maybe you when, go away and maybe you, you have to go look after your mum for two weeks or, or, you know, look after a brother or a sister and you just can't make it to the gym. Yes, you can't make it to the gym. Um, and so you have to adapt. You have to adapt. You have to improvise with uh, what you currently have. You adapt to the situation around you and you overcome by dealing with what you can control. That's only what you, that's what you can do. You can only control the things that you have in your power, I guess, too. Um, and so with that being said, we're going to discuss today some different things to do when jiu-jitsu isn't an option. Tell you one thing not to do. Don't be like me. <laughs> Shit. Sitting yeah. on a couch. That's a great start. That's a great start, but it's such an easy trap to fall into. I I, I could have a love affair with my couch, and, and it's very easy to fall into that trap and go, well, I can't make it to the gym, so I'm just going to sit on my ass, watch some Netflix, play some video games, maybe read a book, and the next thing you know, five days have passed and you haven't left the couch. <laughs> so Ugh. that's one thing not to do when you can't train. You've got to really endeavor to, to keep good practices going. Yes, Maddie. So uh, how do you do that, Maddie? Well, get up off the couch. It's, it's uh, easier said than done, right? But uh, let's explore some ideas. Well, what a beautiful time to come together and discuss this because you got, I think, what seems like opposites right here. And he, the, the reason being is that I thoroughly love the couch as well, but I hate being on the couch of a daytime. I actually don't like being on the couch. Maybe as a kid, I loved the couch. I spent countless hours on the couch. And it's kind of gotten me a little bit grossed up currently to the point where I can't sit down on the couch I just don't want to I'll tell you why though I've been thinking about this it's been been exploring my brain and sorry people you might get a little bit of that right now but the thing is I don't want to stop like I just want to there is always so many things to do and during the everyday life or when jiu-jitsu is possible and I'm you know in class and I come home for just a limited amount of hours and, you know, I've got to see the kid and there's so many commitments, um, you know, to uphold, I guess. And there's always, during my days, during my weeks, there's there's so many times where I'm like, oh, if only I had more time, I'd get onto that. And now's the time that we have more time. <laughs> so um, when I'm sitting on the couch, I guess, and... Sometimes I can give myself permission to rest. And it's like, okay, you've done enough. But I want to earn my rest. That's my point there, Matty. Because if I sit on the couch and I haven't earned it, then I start to feel lazy. I start to feel like I'm just um, stagnating. 
start to feel like I'm getting moldy, and I'm like, I'm probably eating as well. I'm like just in and out of the pantry, and I don't feel good. I don't feel alive. I don't feel as alive as what I would have if I was out and seeing people and just exploring mm-hmm. things and working my brain in different areas and ways. And um, yeah, that's my that's my kind of idea there. And I know it might be a little bit. Might be a bit of a compulsion. I'm I'm compulsively moving forward right now because I don't want to stop. But in a way, I kind of fear it. I don't know if I fear it or not, but it doesn't feel right to me. Is there a time, Maddie? So let's put a question to this. Is there a time ever that when you're on the couch, do you ever think, fuck, I've been on the couch for four days and I haven't done anything? Is that something in your head? So, are there other things that are going on in your head? I'm really curious. So here's like where I guess I, I differ from you. You know that thing that you were just saying about how you, you, there's always, oh, I wish I could do more. I had more time to fit that in. Yeah. That's what I think about the couch. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I do all this stuff. I wish I had more time. to. You know, there are things like, to be fair, there are, there are other things, but the couch is one of them. Yeah. And the issue for me is it's also the most easily accessible. There's certainly things like I'd love to do more stretching and more kind of like mobility work. Yeah. Funnily enough, that's one thing I feel like I don't get enough and I always go, oh, I'd like to do more of that. But I also look at the couch and go, oh, I haven't sat on you in a good week. Ah, <laughs> oh, I wish I could just spend a whole day I on miss you. you, mate. I miss yeah, you. It's, 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 I almost feel like Homer Simpson kind of would with... with uh, <laughs> with regards to the couch like I got my groove and everything in that couch so um, I guess I'm the opposite as far as the second part of that question is there a point in time where I go oh I guess I should do something else I think it's a lot further down the line than for you like you said three (laughs) days in you're like I gotta get off this couch man whereas I'll I'll get to like three weeks in I'm like oh I should probably get up now (laughs) so I, I feel like that timeline I can I can linger in Couchville for a lot longer. Um, and okay, is there, for you, is there a bit of like a, is there any sort of FOMO? So if I'm on the couch during the day, I'm like, there's a fear of missing out on doing other things, like being productive. We'll come up with this, we'll see this list soon, other things to be doing. I could go, I could be going, I could be doing a whole bunch of other things. I could be writing an article for the Hydrated Podcast. Mm-hmm. I could be cleaning up the, the garage for myself right now. I could be, doing X, Y, Z, which we'll see soon. Mm-hmm. Um, is there ever for you when you're on the couch, you like, I could I could or I should be doing some other things right now? No. No. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> okay, then. Uh, uh, like, not, not, during, uh, not during the current situation with a lockdown. Like, for me, it's like, well, the, the few things I would consider doing, I can't do. Yeah, okay. Uh, I, I would... Oh, I said I could do yoga, but and do some stretching but it's that's not on the couch though that's not on the couch right? <laughs> I don't know when you're on the couch it just becomes this you lose track of time and all of a sudden you go oh it's dinner time I just thought I just woke up you know all of a sudden Fuck. it's dinner time yeah. I, I just it's like a I don't know a, a, not a vortex but it is, I, I well, kind of get stuck there you know okay. I, I was, I'm in a trance and that's I, I said I was scared before I was fearful of it and I think Ultimately, that's something that I fear more a lot is once I sit on the couch, it's going to be very difficult to get myself off the couch. Oh, and yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to get there. I'm kind of like, that's what I'm running away from. I'm running away from the feeling of like, oh, this actually feels very nice. And then you get into one Netflix show, you watch a couple episodes and you want to watch the whole eight seasons. And then before you know it, that's a month gone um, of me sitting on the couch watching a Netflix show. Yeah. And it's, can't have that, Maddie. Just can't have that. <laughs> different strokes for different folks, I so suppose. Look, like, yes, yes, yes. Different strokes for different folks. So um, let's but, debate then, you know, okay? I, I will be honest, though. The reality is I also get to a point where I realize how unhappy I am when I do do that. So Hold that. We'll get back to it. Okay. Because I do... In the real world, when it's we're not in lockdown, I do prioritize everything else first. Okay. Like I, I'm up at eight a.m. for well six a.m. for jujitsu classes. You know, I'm going to work. I'm doing all these things. Hmm. Um, 
So for you, it's like just because it's locked down, then like couches. Yeah, acceptable. It's like this is a this is only it's like a mini holiday for me. Almost. Yes. Okay. Well, see, even on holidays, I don't want to like. I'm just like I have to get my things done still. If I was on holidays, it'd be different. But this is like a complete. I just see it as a complete holiday of like I can just switch everything yeah. off. And I'd like to preface this in saying. I'm not for one second saying that I'm doing it right and Maddie's wrong or Maddie's right and I'm wrong. I'm I'm actually curious as to like the anxiety I feel in not doing anything. Like it's actually I'm I'm finding it. I'm very curious about it mm. because my family's like that. My mom's like that. She hasn't been able to rest for years. My dad. I've never seen my dad on the couch unless it's on the night time after work. Comes home, mm-hmm. she's on the couch and falls asleep straight away. Um. It's just, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Um, so let's explore, Maddie. Because right. here's my idea. Okay, here's the reason. What With all these different things that we're doing, for sure we can discuss these, but why? So the question is, why do we do jiu-jitsu when we're not in lockdown? And most definitely, we've spoken about the benefits before and the reasons to be doing it. Mm. Um, I want to learn self-defense. I love hanging out with the higher crew. I like working out and thinking at the same time. Mm-hmm. I like the awareness that jiu-jitsu provides for us. Um, <clears throat> I love watching the UFC and having like a bit of like a reference point to that. Um, I love the the strategy that jiu-jitsu offers me in my brain throughout every other part of my life. And ultimately, I think, well, I'm doing jiu-jitsu because my goal is quality of life. I'm doing jiu-jitsu because I think jiu-jitsu helps me to make my life better. And Aristotle, the Greek philosopher, used the term evdemonia, eudaimonia. And that's this idea of human flourishing. So for us, jiu-jitsu makes us better people thanks to all of the beautiful parts that encompass that. Mm. I do jiu-jitsu because I want to become a better person. I want to thrive. I want to flourish. I think I'm my. I think I'm at my best when I'm doing jujitsu. Yes. That's not to say I'm amazing at jujitsu, but I feel like I'm in my zone. Yeah. Uh, I'm not the genius of it, but I feel like that's when I'm in my best form. I'm the nicest. I'm the most caring, sharing I can be when I'm doing jujitsu. Yeah. So not you're the best make, version of yourself, yeah, right? It doesn't like, make my life better, but I am better because of it because I'm doing it as well. Yes. And so that that's the goal, mm-hmm. to make yourself better. Yes. And every day that comes by, I want to make myself better. Mm-hmm. And I'm using jiu-jitsu, and you are using jiu-jitsu, and the dear listeners are, are using jiu-jitsu, hopefully, <laughs> to, to, um, to face their ego on the mats, mm-hmm. to face their laziness, maybe, to face their... To, to, you know, negative connotations there and also just to build on the skills that they have mm-hmm. because they enjoy it because they love it. Um, so if we're not, if jiu-jitsu isn't there, then my point is that the goal is still the goal. Keep the goal the goal. Mm-hmm. The goal is still to build quality of life even in lockdown because that's ultimately, the that's how we're going to get to our purpose, right? And mm-hmm. Aristotle uses the word Delos. The telos is your goal, like your your life goal, where you want to go to, your destination. And whether there's a lockdown or not, whether there's jujitsu or not, every day is an opportunity to get closer to that, or further away from that, depending on what you do with your day. And so, right now we're at home. Maybe, you know, and maybe it's not a lockdown. Maybe you're reading this, listening to this when it's we're not in lockdown, but you still can't get to class. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my point here is that we can always still find time to get better and to keep improving and to keep looking to build and get to the point of eudaimonia. Mm. Right? Yes. So some ways. Here's one one thing that I've been thinking about, and I think it's a good idea to bring it up now. Maddie, um, I'd say about a, about a year ago, I don't know, it's, it's, things have just been building up for me. It's like been a, it's been a process almost to the point where when I first started 
yeah, you know, I went and studied like um, fitness and cert four in fitness and um, nutrition coaching and started higher health as a business and then started higher jiu-jitsu and running a business is difficult and being a business owner is like is tough Mm -hmm. and it's tough because there's just so many things that you have to do like you're wearing so many hats at the same time and only recently have i or maybe out of the fact that i can now you know um the, the longer you do this work and run your own business the more you realize that you just need people's help and people are skilled at things for a reason so you um in your day job they employ you the company employs you because you know how to change email passwords like better than everybody right like you it's one click of a button yeah (laughs) like Like you're the guy for the it (laughs) problems like that's you and i can try my best to do your job but it's going to take me triple the amount of time and i'm still going to suck at it i think it's whereas you come in for one second and then boom you're 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 computer's fixed i've seen your computer mate i know how uh, long it would take you exactly it's going to take me ages because i can't do it and i know that i can learn this but i just don't want to like it's not in my priority list yeah and so i've just been getting help from other people so for example i jumped to pb physio in Delhi chill for some help with my shoulder because i was doing some shoulder rehab and i've been doing it myself since i can remember and it wasn't it was getting me to where I was and it wasn't getting better. It's kind of slowly regressing. And so I, I employed the services of a professional physiotherapist mm-hmm. who helped me out so much. Yep. You know, um, I'm working with Billy and Aaron and the team, the boys at Soul Train, and they helped me with the strength and conditioning and getting better with that. Um, there are many situations where I've actually stopped trying to do everything myself. I even got a website person, got a new website and I didn't do it myself. The first website that we had, I did it all myself and it's taken me, oh, I couldn't imagine the amount of hours that it took me to build that website. But the second one, I paid somebody mm-hmm. and they got it done for me and they did a, they did a good job. Yep. And I just think um, like right now is a beautiful time for us to get some help from other people. So for example, when you're at, you know, by yourself or whatever, or you don't have access to your gym, um, you can call up like a PT and you can do some one-on-one training with a, with a, with a PT because you'll see, depending on your job, depending on your background, working with a, like a, with a f- professional personal trainer or movement coach or exercise physiologist or physio, um, or just somebody who's there for you, somebody has all of their attention on you and is there to help you get better. And of course, like the modalities change. So all the ones that are listed before, they all have different jobs and different methods of getting to where they want you to go. Um, Some are better for certain things than others. But I think it's really important, even on Zoom, you know, even if you find, find a coach on Zoom and you start working with somebody, it's very hard to do things by yourself. It's one thing I've learned over the Honestly, I think that's been a really big lesson over the year for me personally, how to get help from other people and getting help and actually seeking help. Yep. So to, um, during this time, I think it might be a beautiful opportunity to ask for help from other people with regards to your physical movement I have here. But it could, you could extend that to anywhere. You could extend that to like your business. You could extend that to um, you know, surfing, whatever you want, really. Like just... Maybe now's a good time to get coaching from people in some th- somewhere that you want to get better so that you're accountable to them. I don't know. That's something that I've been thinking. Um, another thing... And here's the thing about getting help from someone else. They're going to see things that you can't see. That's Yes, that's huge. Like, that's such a big thing, um, especially with working out, right? Like, you can do yoga at home, but you're just doing yoga to the best of your own ability. Yes. Whereas, which is great. And I, I'm not saying you're doing yoga bad, but you might not know that you're doing a pose wrong. You're just doing your best to replicate what you're seeing on a video online. Yeah. And then when you have someone actually watch back, they can say, well, actually, you need to adjust, you know, think about activating this specific muscle in this pose. And it can revolutionize uh, everything. So, and that's just using yoga as an example. Yeah. that's exactly what I'm talking about so maybe even if you're doing yoga maybe just 
employ the services of a, a yoga teacher for, I don't know, jump on a Zoom class or something and then show them your flow, show them what you're doing and then they'll give you some tips that's specific to you yep. and you can use those and it's going to make you such a better yogi in this case or surfer, you know, or even jiu-jitsu person. I can, I'm certain that I can have a look at most jiu-jitsu people's hip escape and just give you some better I can see how you're moving through a hip escape or through a bridge or through an upa, and it's a whole process of helping you understand how to do it better. So um, that's one thing I'm just gonna like inter- interject. I feel like at higher we are very privileged. Like the quality of movement that people get from the very beginning sets you up, and it carries your jiu-jitsu a long way. Um, so yeah, just a bit of a side sidetrack there, but. Um, it's really important to, to dial in those details, quality of movement. 100%, Matty. I think that's a, a big part of our um, method mm. is showing people the movement first when it's not jiu-jitsu specific. And then, so helping somebody understand how to navigate their own like nervous system, their mm. own control their own body, and then throw that movement in with somebody else and their resistance and seeing how it connects with the other yeah. person. So the first thing is always going to be using the movement. So people, if you guys want to private, I'm down, Maddie's down, um, and a lot of other coaches around Sydney right now are down um, to help you out. So seek it, get onto it. I love it. Um, another thing, like in terms of learning, um, catch up on all the BJJ Fanatics instructionals you've amassed mm. in your account. Um, Maddie, I have speaking, I think last time I counted, I had about 21 instructionals and I've said it f- for about the f- past five instructionals. It's going to be my last instructional. It's going to be my Just last one. It's going to be my last one. It's going to be my last one. And granted we're reading, I'm, I'm studying them now. And that's, that's one thing I've done great in this week. It's been, um, just keep on keeping up with it. And every day I'll just watch five minutes, 10 minutes, five minutes usually turns to like 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Yep. Um, and when you don't have actual jiu-jitsu to go to, then yeah, it's fine. It's like it's great. It's actually very enjoyable to listen to other coaches and s- listen to how they um, work, um, like their technique, and, and and describe the movements that they that they're offering, um, and the and the strategies and the techniques. And um, this is a beautiful opportunity to learn. Um, different different systems, different techniques, different positions. I'm actually um, currently watching Mikey Muzumechi's Berenbolo series, mm-hmm. and I never thought I'd be doing it. But I'm like, why not? Like now's like, why not? What am I? What am I going to lose? And I've already picked up some really nice mechanics that he's using to get to that position. So yep. I'm excited. Um, Maddie, do you watch BJJ Fanatics instructionals no. or any kind of instructionals? No. Why? Uh I'm, it's just not my thing. Not that it's not my thing. I, I love jujitsu. Uh, that's the wrong way to phrase it. We, unless I'm in a position to practice straight away, yeah, I feel like I watch it and then I'm going to forget it. In the sense that watching something's great, but it's doing and feeling for myself where I get the real big learning. So for me, if I if I don't uh, uh, yeah, so uh, well, not having that ability to feel is not going to help me learn. I need to be able to feel the mechanics. That's how I've recognised I learn. Like, what's your wife been up to these days? Isn't she around? Yeah, she's around, but she's <laughs> she's not interested. I've tried. I'm joking. I've t- I've taught her some some minor things, but no, she's not interested in sitting there watching a jujitsu instructional with me and, and then practicing it with and her. letting me leg lock the shit out of her. Really? No. Does it, what about your wife? No. Um, no. No. But maybe, maybe you could practice on little Roscoe. Uh, <laughs> Just give him a little baby heel hook. I could try. Um, but you know what, Maddie? Sometimes you can just visualize yourself doing it. You know, actually, I remember I, can. I went and I did a float session. Yeah. And I had like this, I don't remember the realization anymore, but I remember us in that float tank. Yeah. I actually solved... Uh, a problem I'd been having with Oscar. So he'd, oh, right. he'd been doing this thing to me and I, I'm just lying there like, visualizing jujitsu yeah. and I solved the problem. So you're entirely correct. You can 
but I guess that's not a strength of mine in uh, uh, watching instructionals and just going, oh yeah, I can do that now. Fair enough. Fair enough. Not everybody, like there's different people learn different ways. I get that. Um, makes sense. Something you can do anyway. Here's another one, Maddie. This is huge, man. Mm-hmm. I always talk about doing this and I don't often do it. And it usually bugs me, but it doesn't need to bug me, Maddie, because I'm doing my best. But I always talk about if I only had a little bit more time, I would read this book. And I have about a thousand books like that. I want to read this book. I want to read this book. And just like instructionals, um, like I, I buy books a bit compulsively too. Like I know I'm going to read this. I get really excited. I'll buy it. And then it sits on my shelf, my bookshelf. And then after a while, like the, the idea of reading it doesn't excite me as much. So I'll just go on to the next one and to yeah. the next one. And I used to fight myself about this matter. I used to get really mad about my lack of discipline or commitment to reading new stuff. And I've kind of taken it in my stride right now because I'm not, I don't, it's not a lack of discipline. It's just a matter of like me having so much to do and not scheduling in the time. So mm-hmm. right now when there's no jujitsu and there's a lot more free time, then I think scheduling something in like reading books could be a very big um, advantage because not only am I reading, I'm just kind of, I'm resting, I'm reading, and I'm also challenging myself to learn more and learn from people who are smarter than me and yeah. who do, who want to, who have devoted a lot of time, a lot of energy to writing something out to teach me something or to entertain me or whatever. And I think it's such a good use of my time to read those books. And whether I agree with them or disagree with them, so be it, but at least I'm challenging my brain. At least you're, you're in, I, you know what I like, the, the thing you said at the very end there, whether you agree with it or not, but you're able to invite information into your brain without being biased one way or the other. You're just able to digest it, decide whether you like it. Yeah. You go, all right, cool. Yeah. But at least you've exposed yourself to it in a way rather than just going, I'm not reading that. That's by this guy who thinks this, that's trash. Yeah. You know, you're, you're, that's such a, it's a very grounded approach. Um, there's a lot of Aristotle in today's podcast episode, but one of his quotes, which I really like, and I've, I repeat it regularly, is it's the mark of an intelligent man to be able to entertain an idea without accepting it as as his own. Mm. So, you know, and that's what reading is good for. Like I love, again, just that thought, just that challenge. Like what's this person saying? Um, a- accept it, ponder it, think about it, and then and then judge it. And then be like, okay, well, uh, does this work for me? Does it not? What are the problems in this? You know, and that's how we get better. And that's how we start keep building um, on our knowledge and on our intelligence, right? Intelligence? Uh, knowledge. Knowledge first. Knowledge. At what point does the knowledge turn into intelligence? Uh, I don't necessarily think... It might be a topic for another podcast. That's definitely a topic for another. That gets deep. I don't think I can answer that in... Uh, in Try. In half an hour. <laughs> I think it would take me longer than half an hour to, to broach... That's up. That single question. Is there like a a Spark Notes version? Uh, not on the fly. I'd have to prepare Spark Notes. Something to think about. Something to think about. All right. But uh, yeah. So on this idea of reading books, I'm reading a book currently, um, and it's this um, doctor, a medical doctor, who has a different radical approach to diet. And so, for example, Maddie, um, I studied like precision nutrition, and I was nutrition coaching for a few years, and um, and I've always kind of enjoyed that way because there's so much information around in the diet world, mm-hmm. nutrition world, and it's very easy to um, just get swayed by a whole bunch of things. And so, precision nutrition has created has given me a framework with which to filter out or to filter everything that comes in with regards to food. And now that this guy, I'm reading this book, it's the, the carnival, the book is the carnival code by Paul Saladino. And, um, it's been really interesting, um, because it's challenging some things that I kind of held to be true. Yep. 
And so once again, I'm not just absorbing it all and just taking it as truth now. I'm A, just reading it, thinking about it. Mm -hmm. And then what I'm currently doing is just using my body as a little bit of an experiment too. So trying to um, work with these principles. And so one of the principles, one thing I've been doing, actually um, heard this in a podcast that GSP did. He fasted for three days. So I've been playing with this fasting protocol. So um, I'm on a th- currently I'm one and a half days in on a fast of three days. And um, I want to call you out on that. What's that? You had a little bit of milk in your coffee. I did have a bit of milk. Yeah, that's not really fasting then. Well, the thing is, like, I don't, it's the first one that I'm doing, and I don't want to go super extreme with it. Yeah, okay. And I had like a little dash of milk. Look, yeah, it's, it's not like a meal. You've still dash. not eaten, so yeah. yeah. So I haven't eaten, I've no. drank, maybe, I've drank a little bit of milk, but I don't care, I'm working it. Yeah, it's um, still pretty, it's still like, it's a, it's a beautiful mental exercise, if nothing else. Yeah. Uh, it's a beautiful mental exercise. Yeah, so kind of, so th- for this point, people, play with different fasting protocols is one idea that you can do mm-hmm. when you have some spare time on your hands, <laughs> because the, here's the problem, this is a kind of twofold. Um, when I'm at home, and I, if I start, um, grazing I don't stop grazing all day and it becomes it can be potentially a problem <laughs> where yeah, like, if there's yummy food in the pantry which is kind of a problem and it doesn't even have to be junk food it could be lots of beautiful healthy food but it will just get eaten and eaten and eaten until I'm either sick or asleep <laughs> and so if I'm fasting during lockdown um, a the benefit of it is that a I'm not eating and like it's a little bit irrelevant to me what's in the pantry because I'm just kind of on off mode with regards to eating and then part two when I come out of the off mode I'm going back to eating I feel like there's a real a beautiful awareness that comes about what you're putting in your mouth after post the fast mm-hmm. um, and that's something that I've really enjoyed doing so yeah that's maybe maybe a little bit of fasting. Have you ever practiced fasting, Matty? Um, I used to do it semi-regularly, uh, just a 24-hour. I've never done anything longer than that. Yeah. So 24 hours is generally the longest fast I've done. Um, I, I have been interested in doing longer, but I've always been concerned because, you know, I'm like you. I'm in the gym over 20 hours a week, right? Yeah. So when you're in the gym that many hours, I'm concerned that fasting will negatively impact me if I'm doing it for more than 24 if I do like a a, a three day fast yeah all of the conventional knowledge I have says that I need to give my body fuel and I mean I feel it when I do a morning class and then I teach morning class at what 6.30 in the morning yeah so I'm out of the ha- I'm out of the house by 5.30 if I even when I'm eating heaps of food and I'm having coffee when it gets to about 6 6.30 that night I hit a wall mm-hmm it's just like there's only so much so for me there's only so much my body can take so for me the idea of a three day fast is intimidating I think oh I'm, maybe I won't be able to do what I need to do so when you're unable to train it's a perfect time to yeah. play with these protocols and and understand will it actually impact you in the way that you fear it will yeah so today we did the higher movement session and I felt brilliant like not once did I think about my fasting I think you were running faster than he in today actually no we had we had moments yeah, where we okay. both kind of beat, beat up each other yeah well, you, he's, he's a lightning quick man um yeah how about Maddie though oh, right. out of hell Jesus <laughs> man, he looks like a freight train just going Fronts, full speed yeah. down a hill <laughs> he's big big boy and running real fast yeah um that was actually great yeah and I felt good man I felt great I felt, felt good um I want to just take a moment to share this one um practice that dr john barati gave about and so with regards to this whole like i'm either grazing till i am sick or i sleep um, a lot of the times if i have a shit meal at some point throughout the day the rest of the day goes to down the gurgler as well so i have this idea of how i'm going to eat for the day and then if i stray from that idea and have something a little bit cheeky let's say cheeky meaning something that I probably shouldn't be, like that I isn't ideal for me to eat. Say Ange goes for a walk and gets an almond croissant and I look at one and I'm like, oh, and in that split moment, I make a decision. And I say, all right, fine, I'll have an almond, almond croissant too. 
What happens then if I do that in the morning is it sets me off on a on a series of bad decisions. Yeah. And each bad decision creates more impact for the next decision and the next decision and the next decision before you know it's it snowball, right? I'm sick because I've been eating for no reason like just because I've, I've ruined it today so might as well ruin it even more Man, it's and like, it's a funny mentality I it's totally, not a mentality that I necessarily agree with but it's there it's in my head I have the same thing I totally vibe with what you're saying mm. in the sense that yeah if I I'm very big on setting the tone for how I eat yeah um and I think that's one of the big issues with uh, a, a lot of dieting or, or people trying to create good habits in general. Yeah. Where it's like, well, I've already failed, so I might as well. You know, I used to I, I used to smoke cigarettes, right? And I tried for a very, 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 very long time to, to quit. Yeah. Like repeatedly, all the time, I was trying to quit because I didn't enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But I'd have, I'd crack it, and I'd have one cigarette, and yeah. I'd be like, oh well, I've already failed. I might as well go back to starting smoking cigarettes again. It's like. That's stupid logic. It's stupid. It's it's silly. So I totally understand exactly what you mean. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be that way. So one thing he says is rather than seeing a day as one big unit, mm-hmm. split it up into four units. Your morning, your lunch, your afternoon, and your night. Okay. So let's say I ate the almond croissant. I'll be like, ah, oh, God damn, I, ate, I ruined the morning. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, let's yeah, reset okay. for lunch. Yep. And you go back to normal again. That's nice. So you kind of like split it in your brain. This is wholly mental. I'm sure it's a little bit physical, but but we're talking about the mental, like the mechanism in your brain that's like, okay, okay, that's one armor croissant down, so why not 20? (laughs) Let's get 20. That's me with a block of chocolate. I've had had one square of this. Same here. Like, well, I might as well eat the whole thing then. If I've had one square, I've ruined it, so I might as well have like five squares. Once you've had five squares, shit. What's 10 squares to five squares? All right, I've done 10 squares. I might as well have the whole block. Shit, I've had a whole block of chocolate today. What else? What's a... Uh, here's a question, a bit of a sidestep. What, what's an appropriate amount of ice cream to have per bowl? Like how many scoops? Ooh. Oh, it depends. I had, I've had big arguments with my wife about that. <laughs> Apparently three... Well, three is three's three's, a good one. Three is meant to be the magic number. I eat the entire tub. Yeah. <laughs> I start and I'm like... Do you even oh. start with a bowl? Or do you just go straight from the tub? No, I usually start with a bowl for the first two bowls. They're the good intentions, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, look, I'm already here. <laughs> just sitting on the couch in shame eating my ice cream. Yes. Um, and it doesn't have to be that way. But look, it, that, if it is that way, it's hard to get out of it because you're sitting in the couch and you're still around. The, there's nothing getting you out of the house. There's nothing breaking that chain. Yes. And it's not, it could get dangerous. Mm-hmm. So people, during this time, how about a bit of a fasting practice? And if you guys do it, let me know and we can do it together because it's plenty of fun. Um, a few other things. Um, cook some different dishes. What a beautiful time to just start getting experimental in the kitchen. Um, I'm... I actually got an order from this uh, from farm this farmer direct um, with all these different cuts of beef, and I love cooking Scotch fillet. I love cooking ribeye off the bone. I cook a T-bone. I cook a rump, but I haven't really ever cooked a brisket. I haven't cooked round steak, skirt steak, and he gave me all these other cuts as part of the pack. And so now what I'm ha- what I've had to do is go onto YouTube and see different ways of seasoning it and yep. um, and, and cooking it mm-hmm. according to the nature of the steak. So some steak needs to be slow cooked for example yep. um, and so yeah it's a fun time to just expand on the repertoire in the kitchen and build some skills maybe it doesn't even have to be different dishes like new it doesn't have to be new I use the example I cooked a lasagna the other night oh yeah not that that's a anything fancy it's just it, to make a lasagna from start to scratch can be a time consuming process there's you know it, it can be complicated so it's definitely not a dish I'd normally cook. It's something we'd make every now and then on a weekend when mm-hmm. we have the time. Yeah. Right now I'm not at the gym until nine o'clock every night. So I have the time to cook with my wife. Yeah. And it's so kinda, we made it's it nice, huh? It's fun. Yeah, absolutely. Just get to spend a little time doing an activity together that you normally wouldn't do. And then you can eat it, which is beautiful. It's actually my favorite meal. Was it a nice lasagna? I love lasagna. I, what contribution did you make to the to the process of cooking all of it? it. I cooked. The, I you did all of it. Pretty much everything. Wow. There wow. you go, everyone. I can make lasagna. There you go. So he hasn't just sat down on the couch this whole time playing well, games. Uh, yeah, I got off to make food. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, hey, there's a few more. 
How about going for a run? As in, look, let's say go for a run, but maybe go for a walk, like yeah. a, you know, work it. Get out and get some fresh air. Like yes. I think that's really important. Get your heart beating, your blood flow flowing a little bit faster. Mm-hmm. The legs are moving, you're on your toes, you're feeling your toes, you're feeling your shoulders and your hips and everything mm-hmm. move nicely and smoothly and um, give it a in wool-o- sync. Give it a wool shake. Give it a wool shake if you go for a run. Um, it's all running is all good for like is very good for many reasons. Um, don't run on a treadmill. I mean, look, if you want, run on a treadmill, but it's so boring. Yeah, I agree because part of the part of this point is you know feel the breeze on your face and the mm. sun on your skin. Beautiful sensations of being outside. Yeah, and it's all right. Feel no the, COVID's gonna come and feel, get you. You'll feel be all right. The cold on your arms. Yep. Maybe it's early morning. You get the the. The, the moisture in the air from the fog is still on you feel yes. that it's actually I think that's good for your brain just to feel it even if you're you know rather than just being sheltered from these sensations sensations is the whole point right there Maddie. sensations just go and just feel be human that's yeah, human yeah, yeah, it's yeah, being it human man part of the experience exercising your senses yep and creating experiences and we can still do this, even though the gyms are closed, even though your jiu-jitsu school is closed, you can still do this, people. So let's do it. Um, call, how about this one? Calling some long-lost friends. Yeah, are there people in your on your phone book that you're like, oh, I wonder what that guy's up to. It'd be great to catch up with him. I don't know. Sometimes it can go a little bit wrong because like, you call someone and you realize exactly why you guys haven't kept in touch because there's just nothing there, which is fine. But at least it's an opportunity to act on something that you've been meaning to do for a while. Yep. Um, Maybe even, even if it's not a long-lost friend, it might be your parents, your mum or your dad or your grandparents or something. Just pick up the phone and say, hey, and just for a random conversation. I guess I'm, I'm not good. Do you call your mum, Maddie? No. See, like this, I'm not a good person for this point. In the sense, I, I suck at communicating with people, like just staying in touch. It's just not something I do. I stay in touch by seeing people I see I don't I don't even call my parents I love my family don't get me wrong I've got no issue with them but I don't want to call my mum I don't want that the idea of being on the phone to them is just like what are we going to talk about you're going to tell me how you cook dinner good cool story I don't know just, I don't get the point on being on the phone to people I don't like phone calls uh, in general so why man unless I have something to tell you I'm not going to call you I'm not going to call hey hey, how are you oh it's so good to talk to you. that's just me fair enough okay, I, I'm going to call you sometimes because- I, hear, I feel you sometimes and other times I'm actually man me and Phil would have like a chat hmm. and it's not often that you just talk shit but we just talk a whole bunch of shit a lot of the time <laughs> yeah yeah and it's actually lots of fun you get off the phone and you're like oh that was fun um yeah. Or, you know, you got other friends. Don't you have any other friends that you kind of I do, you can't see too often? But so I guess keeping yeah, I guess in touch. I, I guess like I'm not good at keeping in touch. It's just yeah, right. not a, a strong point of mine. So I, I guess in that case, if you were to call somebody, they'll be like, Maddie, are you okay? Yeah, 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 pretty much. What's the matter? <laughs> My parents are like, why are you calling me? Do you need money? Like, what's, what's going on? Are you in jail? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, fair enough, Maddie. Um, but it's something. Some of us can consider, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I totally get other people. You know, I went out for the most recent UFC uh, with my mate, with my best mate. Yeah. Um, and he's on the phone all the time. It's just like, you're kind of like you, every day at the gym, you'll, between classes, you'll get a call from Ange or you'll, call, you'll get a call from someone. You're yeah. always talking to family and communicating with that network. He's the same. He's got this big family network. Uh, and there's always it's like phone call from dad phone call from his wife phone call from his brother phone call from mum just it's always there's always just someone calling and just five minute conversation yep done yeah always whereas I'm like no it's like <laughs> yeah. no so well, I get it I get it you know man I, I feel like I don't know man your mum's beautiful my mum's beautiful and just yeah, seeing love, what seeing what my, my kid see what I've had to deal with, with with raising my kid right now. It gives me so much more appreciation for my parents. And so now I've actually, maybe since I've had Roscoe too, I've made it more of a priority, but I will call my parents because it's nice to, in my in my eyes, I, even if it's like, hey, how's it going? How's your work day? Yeah, all right. My dad, it's hard to keep my dad on the phone for more than a minute anyway. 
Hey, yeah, hey, yeah. hey, John, how you going? All good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, all right, speak to you soon. Bye. That's like oh, me. Fine. That's me on a phone. Yeah. Um, it's like, fine. Get but me off this thing. That's my dad. He's like, ugh, ugh. I don't know. He's worried about the radiation or something like yeah. that. Um, but I still do it because it's still nice to just yep. say, hey, man, I'm maybe in a way like I'm thinking of you. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's, that's fair. And it's nice. Um, yeah, in any case. People, here's another good one. Um, and I think this is really huge in a time when A, Jiu-Jitsu is not available and B, potentially a lockdown. Um, start a journal. And the reason why I'm saying this specifically to now is because in a lockdown, I don't know, I'm speaking from personal experience. Like that last lockdown was so full of different emotions. I mean, you know, the business had to get, was stopped. We thought people were going to die all around us. Like COVID was actually, like was a, quite a threat then. It was, it was a scary and unknown. Scary, unknown. We now did. we know that it's not like it's, it is what it is. Anyways, and... Um, the thoughts that go that were going through my head, like there was just many different moods. And I think it was like, um, it was a whirlwind up there, like in my brain of emotion. Mm-hmm. And I, a lot of the times I didn't even know what was happening. I think I just got a little bit um, numb to it. Um, and so I think in any situation, specific, particularly something like that, but any time and every time, by writing things down, what's happening in your head, maybe brain dumping or just journaling, you're seeing things again on the paper mm-hmm. and it's you're becoming aware of what's happening and you're becoming aware of your thoughts and your feelings. And once you bring, that's all you need to do, just bring awareness to it. Yep. And then you, I guess naturally you're going to be able to respond to that and see what the next course of action is for you. It's not like you have to act on every single thing you write in your journal, mm-hmm. but just the fact that you've written it and you've gotten it out of your head and onto something external. Yep. Um, is a real big benefit. It also helps release it from your head. Yeah. Sometimes it, things stay in your head because you're, it, in a way, you want to remember it. When you yeah. write it down, it's like, well, that's written down now. I don't need to remember it. I've got it written down. Yes. Uh, and to tie it into a podcast we once did on sleep. Yep. That can be a great habit before bed. Is sure. writing down, if you've got a, something staying in your mind, write it down so you don't forget it. And that way it actually helps release it from your mind. And, and relax you so if you're you know in, in a lockdown and your head's swirling with thoughts and emotions you can't figure it out writing it down is going to help release it and clear space yeah in your brain so that you can have new thoughts to help follow up with it and, and sort it out you need to clear that space if you want to be able to work past it yeah and let's t- again take away the during lockdown start yeah, a journal and, what and about it, what about during start a journal in order to build on quality of life in order to um, get to the point of evdemonia of flourishing and so how is that you just awareness it's self-awareness mm-hmm. that's what it is and that that can help you anywhere and everywhere yeah. COVID or no COVID lockdown or not jiu-jitsu or not um, I think starting a journal is a really really great idea um, on that note maybe starting writing something else in this case it's maybe a blog post write a blog post for high jiu-jitsu high jiu-jitsu students if you guys came at me with a blog post and said this is my post I'd love to work with you and maybe um, see how we can you know just draft it maybe edit it and see how it can be of benefit mm-hmm. and then I'd love to put it on the high jiu-jitsu blog because currently it's Mr. Nico Avery has a few articles on that blog and I've got articles on that blog I think Legon has one article on that blog. I've had one that. But I've... here's the call, everybody, high jiu-jitsu students. If you want to write a blog post on jiu-jitsu, if you think it's going to be of value to other people, um, I'd love to read it. So flick them over, send them through. I'm gonna write one. Yeah. Yep. While you're on the couch playing video games. Absolutely. Yes. All right. All right. <laughs> I'll hold you to that. Um, Multitasking. Yeah, and so on that one, if you are, if you guys are writing. Um, I guess being creative, it's part of, it's one, one idea of being creative and being creative is beautiful. It helps you like, and I think you need to be in a certain space to be creative and it's not like a panicky, like it's more of a, um, a rest and digest kind of space. Like you have to be, um, chilled Mm. in order to start creating good things. Um, there's, sorry, there's, didn't say that well, but there's a certain headspace to being creative so if you work on your day to the point where you're 
um, attracting creativity. You're building the space in order to be creative. Um, and that, that I think writing can be a big help to a lot of people in many, many different ways. And I, I, I don't write enough. I think I need to write more. But I think every, I think everybody, there's merit in writing. Yes, and people absolutely. can people can um, take a lot of and not writing an email it. that doesn't count. Emails don't count, no. So the next step, um, one big thing is like in during this time, but always is meditation, and this is always always a hundred percent something that I say. I wish I had more time to meditate, um, but heads it's it's just not an excuse because Headspace, my um, meditation app. They have either three minute doses or five minutes or 10 minutes or 15 minutes or 30 minutes. Like there's any number of time interval that you have that you have available. Mm. So it could be three minutes right now that we can just drop and do like just a little bit of internal, bring the awareness to the internal, right? And bring your attention within. Um, and that's just, that's just one session of um, meditation. So for the amount of time that you're scrolling on Instagram, just processing other people's junk, you kind of close your eyes and process your own junk a little bit, which is going to help you so much. It's going to help you um, flourish as a human um, if you meditate. And so a lot of the times, Maddie, I say, I really want to meditate. I've just, I'm just currently too busy for it. And that's the time that you got to meditate. That's the time. That's the main time to, to just shut up. Totally agree. Fucking just close your eyes. Start to feel your breath. Because when you wake up, when you come out of it, you feel different. You feel ready to take on the world. Yes and no. But there is a change, no matter how small that change is. Because when you first start meditating, like, all right, well, so what do I do now? You know, like, oh, so when when do I start growing wings? Like, it's not, it's not, uh, I think the, the practice consistently done can become a superpower, but just to close your eyes and take a few breaths isn't rocket science and isn't anything super secret. No. But yeah, this can be a real help. Um, and on that note too, people, if you want to start building on and, and flourishing in this life, then what a beautiful time to catch up on sleep. Sleep. And it's not staying up and playing video games till midnight, Maddie, and then sleeping from midnight till 10, let's say. That's 10 hours. But um, research shows that but legit, um, if you the the hours prior to midnight can almost count for double. Mm. I don't have any evidence currently to suggest that, but I've read it before. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, this man. Like this, we we say a lot of that. That's I've read that before. Okay, yeah. and I can't tell you exactly where no, I read that, it. That's that's one of the. But just think about it. Like if you sleep from three till ten, three a.m. to ten, um, the environment's different. The day the sun is up. Mm. Um, if whereas like the sleep from earlier in the night is is like tends to be a lot better but you can do as you like whatever works for you let's say you're a shift worker you have no choice that's up to you but even if you did have have a choice maybe start getting some earlier sleep sleep ins sleep times and maybe wake up a little bit earlier but try to catch up as much as you can on the sleep and that might also mean napping what a beautiful time right now to start napping that's sorry that's my uh that whole point is my entire reason for not coming to Saturday class. Sleep? Sleep. Man, you do you, man. You know, so nice. you've, you've never come to Saturday class. That's, that's not true. I've like as in, as in you've never made it a habit to come no, to Saturday never, class. No, it's never been a consistent Like, day. and if I really need you, then you'll come in. Sure. Um, Sometimes I like to surprise you. It's not really in your... You've surprised me once. It's not in your routine, which is fine, man. That's, that's great. Um... Sleep, you know, sleep is just absolutely critical and it's a beautiful time for it now. So what about um, if you're at home and you just had a lunch, why not bring a bit of a European spice to the hood and give yourself a little siesta snooze as well? They ruined me. They, mm, maybe you're not doing them right. Because, all right, so how long would you do the, the siesta for? It can't be a big, long one. I'll, I'll sleep for, I'll have like an afternoon nap for like two hours. I think it gets too long, but yeah. I think it could be because it's like ninety-minute intervals of sleep. Yeah, yeah. So every ninety minutes, you go through like the five stages of um, of sleep, mm-hmm. and so maybe an hour and a half sleep could be so much better off for you than two hours because in an hour and a half, you're kind of getting out of your second full cycle, 
Whereas if you sleep after two hours, you're halfway through, yeah, a third yeah. of the way through the third I, cycle. I just find I want to just keeps like, it's just so hard to wake up. And I, I'm, I'm just groggy. I don't get, yeah. I don't even feel groggy like that when I wake up in the morning. But if I have an afternoon nap, I'll get like, even if it's an hour and a half or whatever the value. Yeah. Um, it's, um, it just ruins me. Mm. I'm just, I become a dope. It takes me about an hour to recover out of it. I think, yeah, try to maybe just experiment with it if you want to and get off the couch a little. Oh, you can sleep. You don't have to get off the couch. You just take a little doze on the couch. Beautiful. This is right up Maddie's alley. Perfect. Everything I needed. Look, um, do it as you like, um, but there's actually a little bit of merit in that. So think about um, naps and trying to make these naps work for you as well. Um, Here's another one. Whether it's yoga for BJJ or the GMB mobility programs are beautiful or um, Bulletproof for BJJ has a beautiful online program. Um, maybe find an online program like a movement program and get going with that too. You know, if, it's, if you don't join the group class um, in person, um, if you don't have the PT that we we're speaking about before, there's a whole bunch of other movement programs that you can practice from the comfort of your own home. So maybe that's something that you guys can do as well. Um, because when we move, we feel better and health, all aspects of health, uh, health improve as you move. And I think improve part of like you move. improve as you move. So we could use that. So um, now let's not take this time, even if, if there's ever like if there's downtime from jujitsu need not be time out of moving. Yeah. We still need to move. I love jujitsu, but we still need to move. Wait, are you, hang on a minute, John. Are you trying to tell me getting up from the couch to the fridge and back doesn't count as moving? Look, Maddie, it's movement. It is movement. <laughs> I understand you, mate. I get it. But it's not moving. Maybe like after two hours of sitting on the couch, you can break out your phone and jump on the GMB mm-hmm. Gold Medal Bodies app and just do fifteen minutes of a of a of a mobility session. Yep. And then jump back on the couch for another couple of hours and jump back off and go for a little walk. Mm-hmm. Just to get a little bit of that fresh air and use those senses. Um You know what? Even if you don't do that, yep. one thing that's really helpful yep. if you decide that the couch is the ultimate option. Yep. Get up every fifteen minutes, do five squats, do five push ups. Every 15 minutes. You can do that. You can do that. And that, you, you don't have to leave the house. It takes you 30 seconds of time to do five of each. Yep. And that is still, over the course of a day, going to have a very big impact. Yep. You know, you spend, we'll call it a hypothetical, eight hours of sitting, maybe you're working from home. Mm-hmm. Eight hours sitting down at a desk working from home. Yep. But instantly you're doing 20, you're doing 20 push-ups uh, and and squats an hour for yeah. eight hours. You only get 150 done in that, a day. That, that, the thought of that really annoys me. Sorry. What? Well, numbers? Every 15 minutes to get up, like it's annoying. But it'll, it'll be very good for you. But what you can do maybe is rather than doing 10 and 10, maybe like every couple of hours, who knows? What I'm getting at is find something that works for you. Yes. But try to move as much as you can. So I don't like what, like I personally wouldn't do what Maddie did like yeah. every 15 minutes because I'd just like, just fucking leave me alone, sorry. But le- leave me alone, right? Whereas maybe every couple of hours I get up and I do a little workout the, the, and I go back down and, er- and then I wake, and then I get up after a couple of hours and do another little workout. The, you know? the reason I, I picked that time interval is I've been uh, told very, it's very, a good habit Anytime you're sitting, whether it's at a desk or on a couch or anything, you should be standing up and doing something every 15 minutes Mm. because it's going to reset your uh, posture, reset everything you're doing, and it's going to help you um, just not tunnel into things, but also physically. Your posture is going to be better because you're going to sit back down. Yeah. Have you ever done that where you're on a couch or in a chair and over time you just start slouching and you don't even notice it? Yeah, I caught myself a couple of nights ago, and the way I'd sat, oh. like I'd, I'd come out of the shower and I just slumped down, and I stopped after a couple of minutes and I looked at myself and I was like, "Look at that, how I'm, how I'm situated, like just sprawled out sideways." Yeah, yep. And then my hips were one spot, like it was just disgusting. 
And, and I was like, what is this? Sometimes, I, like, after a good four hours on the couch, I find that I've ended up, like, sideways, upside down on the couch. And I'm like, this must be so bad for me. How the hell did I get here? And if you reset every 15 minutes, just stand up, get a small glass of water or something. Yeah. Just stand up and sit back down. You're going to sit down into good posture. You said it yourself before, like, tunnel vision. Sometimes, well, tunnel, don't you don't tunnel. I think tunneling can be... This is the small little qualm I have with it. Like tunneling. If I'm writing an article. If you're in you the zone, you're in the minutes. zone. Yeah, the zone is important. Even yeah. when you're watching a TV show, the zone's important. Yeah. So um, Maybe you're watching a TV and the ads come on. Maybe that's your opportunity to you get go. up. There you go, for sure. In any case, people, um, there's so many more things that um, could be relevant to you. Cleaning out your cupboards is one thing that I've kind of listed. Washing your car, at least vacuuming your car is something that I've listed because um these are all little things that i haven't don't often get a chance to do and right now we have the opportunity to do them so housekeeping for lack of a better word yeah man the yes little, yes little yes menial talk yeah what a time now's the time so regardless of where you're at in the world and what you have going on um i just like to say we love you and look after yourselves and ultimately the goal here is evdemonia, eudaimonia, quality of life, flourishing. That's um, that's our path, and that's where I, with Maddie's help and with everyone's help, that's where we want. That's where we're going. This high jiu-jitsu train is taking us to the path of quality of life, and that's just big smiles in every aspect of your life, mentally and emotionally and physically, um, longevity and sustainability, and um, just a beautiful journey of learning and growth um, and getting better with every single day. And thank you for being on the same journey with us. And I appreciate it. And I wish you all all the best. Us and out. Us.